CES coverage, Samsung, Apple and a very special guest coming right up. Hi everyone, Happy New Year and welcome to the brand new podcast, What's Up Geeks? Well, if you are tuned in to this expecting talking tech podcast, don't be surprised. Like we told you in the last week that your favorite podcast is going to be back in a new avatar with lots of fun and the things which you love intact, including my co-host Vinayak. Vinayak, welcome back. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. And hi everyone. Happy New Year to you all too. So Vinayak, it's kind of a new podcast at the same time, a continuation of our old two-year-old podcast. Yeah. So uh, what can uh, people expect from this? More tech, less tech, fun? I think a balance, I guess. We need, we'll have tech, but it's for everyone. That's what we actually are targeting. Yeah, so the idea is to have all the tech coverage that you always liked. And we'll have Vinayak, of course, our resident geek. But we'll try to make the tech more accessible to everyone. So that even people, I hate to use the word Amjanta, <laughs> but there's a tech podcast without the tech. Yeah. And uh, so kind of a slow news uh, part of the year. Uh, like I think last couple of weeks also we did the recap of the 2018. Yeah. I think but there was CES and all going on right yeah. now at the uh, beginning of this month. So let's, let's get to uh, our favorite section. We'll start off with broken news. So Vinak, like you said, last year also we did our CES coverage. Hmm. So CES is what? The Consumer Electronics Show? Yeah. So CES actually, the Consumer Electronics Show, it was, uh, it started on the 8th of Jan and uh, it has gone like until yesterday it was actually running. And uh, there were quite a lot of new products which I really loved on CES. One was the uh, Samsung TV, I guess, which was modular. Right? You had separate pieces and you can just keep adding pieces up and you had uh, a bigger TV according to how many pieces you just added there. Lego and, TV. <laughs> Lego TV, actually. And you, uh, there was another one which was the LG rollable TV. Yes. So yes, you had yes. a box and uh, that box is like a, it's a subwoofer and what is, it's a soundbar actually. And the soundbar contained the TV. So whenever you needed the TV, the whole TV just popped up. I remember last year, in fact, uh, you were talking about uh, LG had a rolling up TV, right? Where they rolled up the entire display like a newspaper and they... Uh, But this one, it's ready for, actually it can be, it is going to be shipped. And last year when they were showing the same concept, the thing was, uh, it was not allowed to be touched it ah, was so quite far away from everybody else. So it was more like a demo piece. It's like a demo piece. But demo right concept. now, like people can go see behind it how it works and what are the inputs. Everything can be seen uh, right now. Of course, one big complaint people do have about CES is that companies, like Vinak said, they show off these incredible concepts. You know, uh, roll-up TVs and uh, Lego TVs and whatnot. Even the earliest they can they can be expected to come to market is usually a year. Sometimes they become vaporware, right? They show yeah. it in CES and you never see it again. And there was also the Uber's uh, flying car this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't hear about that. So that was really cool actually. But see. it's 2019. We are in the future. So yeah. get all the flying cars. And, and I don't know. Car. Everybody has 2020 as the actual target, right? 2020, yeah. <laughs> uh, in fact, we are late by uh, quite a few years. 2001, we were supposed to have flying cars uh. and, and stuff. So, coming to the, of course, the year starts and the grind also starts. We've got phone launches coming up and the first person to, you know, kick off the event, the Samsung Galaxy S. Uh, so, Galaxy S10 is due on Feb 20th. Yeah, and uh, Samsung has rolled out the heard in the beginning it was supposed to be the end of January, but now they've shifted to again, I think, Feb or Feb 20th. Feb 20th, well. they have uh, given out the invites. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I, like, 
I'm hoping for something big, but everything else seems like like all old news, right? True. Like a print sensor on the screen, everybody's it's done that. Uh, like even OnePlus has it, right? Now. Even OnePlus 60. Uh, OnePlus 60 has that. Then, then uh, I don't know. Do you like that? Uh, the whole punch display, punch display. Yeah, that's something you're going to see a lot of in 2019 right we're waiting for the infinity display there's another one which is the infinity the, VO and there's another one which is completely infinity like okay. there's nothing on screen so what Vinayak is talking about is phones where there, there was a concept shown where the camera is be completely behind the screen yes you don't have any notch you don't have a hole you don't have anything and it yes. just magically appears whenever it's it all behind the screen so your screen is still active on, on top of that I don't know how they're going to pull that off. Yeah. If you have something colored on top of it. But as of now, for the Galaxy S10, what is confirmed is it's going to have a hole punch screen. Mm. So unlike a notch, which is like a teardrop in the top, like or what we see in almost every phone, including uh, the iPhone. The teardrop is only on the OnePlus 60. OnePlus 60. The, uh, the iPhone still has that. iPhone has a notch. Happy iPhone face has a notch. Thing, right? You're the device. <laughs> Pixel XL has a bucket, a huge bathtub <laughs> notch. Yeah. But uh, Samsung has moved to this hole punch, which is basically you're going to have a small it is better than your standard notch designs smaller it's smaller smaller and it's going to be put placed in a place where you don't really notice it much I guess (laughs) but then of course expected to have the fingerprint in display fingerprint sensor which like you said the 60 and many of the Vivo phones have also had all of them seem to have it all of them have had it but one important thing like which I've been really using on my Galaxy S9 Plus like is the headphone jack Ah, (laughs) so there's no rumor on whether the headphone jack is going to be removed or if it gets too thin maybe they might remove it Samsung has been one of the last major in fact not one of the probably the The last last major (laughs) manufacturer to still ship I really do hope they don't buckle in and uh, remove the headphone jack. But if they have to make the phone thinner, but we don't want thin phones. We actually want bigger batteries. So and that's my point of view. I don't know. Maybe some people want thinner phones. <laughs> and uh, there's also rumor that there are going to be three models, right? The Normally you do have the two. You have the plus and you have the normal, normal size. One, but you have the other one, which is the light or what is it called? The T. I think it's Galaxy S10T or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be smaller, basically smaller and a flat display. Yeah, flat yeah. display and all that. Let's see. We're not, we're not very sure. <laughs> So it will have, of course, the latest, what, a Snapdragon or a 855. I think the 855 is already ready from Snapdragon. So, and then they have their own stable, the Exynos uh, stable. So the latest one from Samsung side or in US, you have course, the Snapdragon 855. If all of this sounds really boring, there is one <laughs> thing that's going to come from Samsung. They have teased the foldable phone, right? Where you just yes. have a display, you unfold it and it becomes a tablet. Yeah. They showed it off last year. Oh yeah, they showed it off with a big shell. I don't think it's going to be that thick. If it's going to be that <laughs> thick, it's going to be like your geometry box and you carry it to school. So I'm not very sure. I hope it's not going to be that thick. Yeah, so, but uh, they have, I think uh, Wall Street Journal or, or somebody has reported that uh, they're pretty sure that the, at least they're not selling it. They're going to actually show it, demo it and let people play around with the uh, yeah. foldable phone. There's another company, Royal Pile. There are a couple of, uh, yeah. even uh, from, I think, Xiaomi. Xiaomi also has one actually. It was pretty good. Xiaomi's one. So if it's going to be at least that thin, with more, better internals, maybe. We should talk about trends on in 2018, but maybe that's in another episode on what we can expect in tech in 2019. So, uh, final thing before we move on to the story. As a Galaxy S worshipper, you're excited about the S10? Uh, I don't know actually. Wait and watch. I'm thinking, uh, let's see. If it's something really big comes out, maybe. 
So of course you know where to stay tuned if you for more news on Galaxy S10 we will update you on the uh, on the rumors and everything else as they keep coming yep. substantiated rumors yeah. <laughs> we don't we are not one for speculating let's move on to the next one again not good news for apple yeah i, I, I think what around 3 4 episodes ago in uh, talking tech podcast we had discussed that uh, apple had cut production by yeah. uh, 30%, 30%. Yeah. now another 10% is down another 10% and in between there was another bit of bad news for apple where uh, Uh, Tim Cook, I think, uh, during the earnings call, he actually said that they are cutting back their earnings forecast. I know there's a technology podcast. You are, ex- I, I hate to dwell into the you know finance and business part of it, but yeah, generally we bash uh, Apple a lot. But actually, Samsung, and, <laughs> but uh, Samsung and the others do not uh, like publish their earnings. Yes, calls. yes. So t- typically, Apple makes it. Uh, I mean, we've spoken about this before. Apple always in their events, they you know, Tom uh, uh, Tom their numbers and. the first signs of trouble came when you know apple said you know what i think from now on we are not going to tell you about our sales numbers yeah. immediately people were like okay these guys love boasting about their numbers so how come they stopped doing that then of course then the rumors came in that uh, the production numbers are being cut by 30% mm-hmm. then of course tim cook came out he also told uh, investors that you know what we are cutting back our earnings forecast and now 10 more percent It's totally forty percent there. Forty percent of which is almost half. They're not doing well in China and India, which is yeah, that's uh, a big hit, I guess, for them. China, uh, I think uh, Qualcomm had a case against them, which actually cost them a big thing there also for them. No, but so if you're an Apple fan, I mean, what does this mean to you? I mean, let's get down to the uh, to brass tacks. It just means that maybe there's a chance that Apple might drop their prices. You never know. Knowing Apple. to make up for the loss in revenue they'll jack up the prices even more which is what they did in november they jacked up by 20% oh. to make up for the uh, for the loss in revenue so they might do it again or they might a lot of people are speculating that they might drop it by 50% so that they at least make something instead of complete true, true. loss yeah 40% drop is big so that's uh, our uh, inaugural uh, broken news and before we move on to our next section which is going to be very exciting a small commercial break we'll be right back after this words from our sponsor Welcome back and this is still WhatsApp Geeks our new podcast on the Talking Stuff network now one of our webinar uh, we said we will be having lot of new sections and this is one of uh, them and uh, what we are trying to do here this is going to be the WhatsApp Geek interview we are going to be bringing you interviews with people not necessarily folks from the tech uh, space we will be having some interesting people from the tech space and non tech space but starting the for the first episode we have somebody very special a very special guest Though he is not known for his technology, uh, for his uh, role in technology, I was so surprised to find out when I interviewed him that he is a certified geek. <laughs> As you will find out at the end when we interview him, and we also had a pop quiz for him to test his geek question, quotient, and he came out tra- on top. Spoiler alert: he aced the test. <laughs> so let's get down to the WhatsApp geek interview, and this is with Jay Panda. Hi everyone, welcome back. Today we have a very special guest someone who I personally admire and I suspect so do many of us he is a former member of the Lok Sabha representing the Kendrapara constituency in uh, Orissa and is currently keeping the nation on tenter hooks as we wait for him to announce his next steps but in the meantime he has an awesome book out and we'll talk a little bit about that too but we are not going to be talking politics if you're looking for that uh, since you know what podcast you're in So let's get to know the geek side of our guest today. 
Mr. Bajanth J. Panda. Welcome, Mr. Panda. Happy New Year and uh, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you. It's a real pleasure. Happy New Year to your listeners and to you and a very happy birthday to you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, so if I may start, uh, you're uh, an engineer, a pilot, and if I can say so, one of our more tech-savvy parliamentarians, right? So would you describe yourself as a techie or a tech geek in any way? Uh, I think I'm a sort of a aging techie because, uh, yes, I have been very much into technology all my life. In fact, uh, in 2003, I my mm-hmm. website, when it went up, was the very first website of a member of parliament. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, I was coming to that. And uh, I have always been into gadgets and into technologies. Um, but, you know, with uh, more focus on politics and on work life, uh, that has started taking a little bit of a backseat. So, for example, 10 years ago, I would always have a gadget that most people didn't have because I needed something that was not available in the ordinary. So if you remember, <laughs> when the, there was a, going back a little bit, there used to be something called the Palm Pilot. Yes. And uh, I, I was one of the early users of that. And then when these handhelds came out, uh, until the iPhone, first iPhone came out, you could not have uh, data connectivity uh, on yes. them. And so I used to find special ways of getting data connectivity. For example, there was a compact <laughs> handheld out and you could buy a separate sleeve with an antenna and you could have uh, internet connectivity on that. So that was a crude version of uh, an and- pre-Android uh, oh, smartphone wow. handset. Uh, so, oh, but wow. you know, all that became, all that became irrelevant uh, because technology has come to a point that uh, if, I just, if I just have access to the latest uh, generally available gadgets, then that pretty much meets all my needs. I don't have to have something that's in beta, something that's in beta it's, that won't be out for two years. I don't need to do that anymore. Yeah, technology is more commoditized now and democratized if I can use it. Mm-hmm. So in, in case listeners, in case you were wondering till now why we had a politician here, now you know he's established his credentials right off. So... Uh, uh, Mr. Panda, world over uh, lawmakers, uh, if I can say uh, your profession, they don't really have a reputation of having a good grasp on technology, right? Whether it's West or even in India. So with technology being so pervasive in every aspect of our life, is it a challenge where we, our lawmakers might not necessarily understand technology? Uh, let me answer this in two ways. Uh, in other democracies, there is a system where uh, lawmakers get to specialize in their own areas. For example, people who serve on a certain committee, maybe the Foreign Affairs Committee or the uh, Information Technology Committee, they continue to serve on that for many years and they acquire domain knowledge. Whereas in India, it doesn't quite work that way. And also our committee systems work differently in Parliament, so that gaining of domain knowledge is still limited. Now, the second thing is, generally, there is, a, uh, there is a technology barrier. For example, for uh, I first came to parliament 18 years ago. And by the way, I was also in the Rajya Sabha, so I'm not just an ex-Lok Sabha member. Right, uh, right. For, 18, for many years, I kept trying to convince uh, the Speaker of the House and the Vice President, who is the chairperson of the Rajya Sabha, to do away with paper questions and to have electronic versions and to have uh, a screen at our seats. Uh, for the first 15 years, there was uh, no success. 
And only about three years ago, the current speaker started implementing some of these suggestions. So it only became possible three years ago to file questions online. Otherwise, you had to have, you know, we, we, we are killing forests every day by the amount of paperwork that goes into parliament. So we have this basic fundamental hurdle. Uh, and yes, I think as a society, we may be a little bit more conservative and uh, not as eager to change as uh, some Western societies are. But nevertheless, you have seen politicians who are very tech savvy. If you look at what Prime Minister Modi uh, did uh, uh, five years ago, he was on top right. of social media and he used it very effectively in his campaign. Uh, others have caught up and uh, many politicians, many of my peers who used to make fun of uh, tech-savvy MPs. That used to be a pejorative term, but so-and-so okay. is tech-savvy. It means he was not a serious politician. Uh, that has changed completely in the last three to five years. They can't afford to, be not, to, to not be tech-savvy. Exactly, because now it is central to the main work of politicians, which is to communicate, which is to reach out to constituents, which is to make a presence felt. Uh, and the online presence today is uh, important by itself and also important to, uh, to communicate to even those who are not online. So when you explain to your colleagues, let's say about something like uh, your views on the IT Act of 2012 or uh, about net, net neutrality, increasingly do you find it to be easier or is it still a hurdle to, especially something like net neutrality to make them understand the nuances of it? How easy is it? Uh, so see, let's be fair. It's not just about technology. As I said, our <laughs> system uh, does not encourage specialization for politicians. So, for example, we don't have a system of shadow cabinet, right? So, in most other democracies, so in the UK, uh, for instance, uh, you have the cabinet, which is the government of the day. And then in the opposition, the opposition, main opposition party appoints members as, for example, shadow home minister. That person uh, specializes in the home ministry functions. And if that opposition party were to come to government, that person would become the home minister. And you would have a shadow finance minister or a shadow uh, technology minister. These are the people who focus on that, that domain. They gain knowledge. They can ask tough questions to the government. And if their party comes to government, then they hold that portfolio in government. Now, because we don't have such a system, there is a general lack of incentive for specialization. And it is not just about technology. It's in general. Right, right. Uh, so that is a fundamental thing that you have to understand. Now, when you add technology to that, it becomes more complex uh, because technology is very rapidly changing. Now, if you compare, let us say, economic knowledge, similarly, there is a similar lack of incentive to gain economic knowledge in politics. Uh, but economic knowledge doesn't change dramatically from month to month and year to year. Uh, you know, we, uh, the basis of what causes inflation and all is generally, uh, you know, the, is well understood. Whereas technology can change dramatically, so it makes it much more complex to keep up to date. So yes, when net neutrality became uh, a hot topic and uh, I took a stand on it three years ago, uh, most peers would not understand it. There were hardly two or three people in parliament who would have understood the issue in full mm -hmm. detail. But you can safely say that today maybe that has that number has gone up to maybe 10 or 20 members who understand net neutrality. And to be fair, uh, yeah, it's, so a it's still a very nuanced topic. It's a very nuanced topic. 
So net neutrality is a very, very cutting edge topic. As you know, even in America, it has gone back and forth. And recently, the FTC has gone back on it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so it's a very, very cutting edge, uh, edge topic which keeps changing. Uh, so yes, these are the kind of topics that are very difficult to to have uh, sort of a, a good traction with uh, in the political spectrum. So, uh, Mr. Panda, just continuing on that, we've seen, uh, like you said, increasing use of uh, technology by uh, by uh, all lawmakers. Like you said, of course, even our prime minister has his own app. You've been at the forefront. You've, in fact, like you said, you were the first one of the first to have a website. Uh, in fact, from what I understand, globally, one of the first web, uh, politicians to have a uh, website. So, apart from these, do you see uh, anyone using technology for better governance? Have you seen any examples which you are particularly uh, proud of or which you have tried to emulate? Uh, yes, and uh, it can be very simple or it can be very sophisticated. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, even if you turn the clock back just two or three years ago, uh, already there was a use of uh, uh, bulk SMSing to right. reach out people. And some people had SMS-based systems for getting feedback and getting complaints and processing those complaints. Now, that's not a very, it was not a very efficient system, but it served some purpose. Uh, now, as you moved on and many millions of people have access to, say, WhatsApp or even social media apps, right. that, uh, platforms like, like Facebook and uh, and Twitter, uh, you have WhatsApp groups dedicated for certain uh, aspects. So, for example, almost every politician is part of some WhatsApp group. Uh, I use uh, I use uh, instant messaging platforms, both WhatsApp and Telegram, to uh, because I have a large uh, team of volunteers and large team of uh, people who help campaign for me and also give me feedback. So we use that, and it is based on topic. So that we can keep track of developmental projects, we can keep track of political issues. So these are simple examples. Now there are consultants who have uh, mushroomed in the last five years, who come and pitch to politicians uh, with all kinds of savvy uh, interfaces that you can run off your iPad uh, to keep track of uh, all kinds of data. It's a, uh, a, a voter data at a booth level is available uh, in uh, unprocessed form. But many consultants are taking that data and are slicing and dicing it and making it uh, usable for political marketing purposes and political analysis purposes. Uh, so even politicians who don't understand technology are able to take advantage of that because there are uh, service providers, vendors who are doing these things for them. And okay, I've said, I think even companies like even uh, the big ones like Microsoft and uh, Google, I think they have been uh, uh, at least vocal about offering their support to uh, to the government in uh, you know helping them manage data and getting all this like you said cutting edge technology for governance. Uh, yes, for governance also there are a uh, uh, lot of these schemes happening. I I think uh, let me use an analogy. So if you look at the business world. The hot uh, fad some years ago, maybe a decade ago, was ERP. Right. right. Uh, many companies used to have individual standalone silos of information. Uh, HR department would have its own thing. Marketing would have its own thing. And then you started getting these ERP systems, which were integrated and uh, 
you are seeing a similar process happen in governance today as far as using technology goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of platforms coming up for e-governance, but I think we are still only scratching the surface. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of the most fundamental issues uh, in India is that you don't have digital records for all kinds of things such as land owners. Right. Uh, some states have taken some initiatives like Andhra Pradesh and a few other states. Yes. But the, in, it, when, if you deal in real estate, the basics of verifying who owns the property that you are buying, is it legal, is, it, you know, is somebody pulling a fast one on you, is still much more complicated in India than in any other country. Uh, but this can be solved, I think, in the next few years with the use of uh, um, GIS systems and other uh, technological uh, right. apps, uh, which are not being done. So I think whatever is being done is quite impressive compared to five, ten years ago. But we have only just started patching the surface. Yeah, I think I read about some blockchain-based land records uh, thing in Telangana and Karnataka, which is in a pilot stage. Uh, yes. So, okay, let me shift a little bit, shift gears a little bit. Uh, you were also, uh, you know, one of the first to embrace Twitter. So, was that, I mean, did you have any thought behind it or, or was that the geek side of you saying, okay, there's something new, let me just uh, see what it was or you knew what it was going to be, let's say, 10 years down the line? So, I was actually one of the first to use uh, Facebook uh, about a dozen years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I had resisted Twitter. Uh, for a few years uh, after that, uh, for about four or five years, I resisted Twitter until I was uh, sort of uh, shamed on national television. <laughs> that how come as a tech savvy, how come how come as a tech savvy MP I was not on Twitter? But uh, I do enjoy Twitter because uh, with its brevity, it forces you to think very clearly, communicate very uh, precisely. So I use Twitter and Facebook quite uh, often. But uh, I don't necessarily use all kinds of other social media or, or other platforms. As I said, uh, as far as a politician who had a hobby and uh, interest in technology, that was quite novel 10 years, 15 years ago. Today, it is not so novel. Most of my colleagues have the latest gadgets. Many of my colleagues are, are uh, on Twitter today, which is not the case before years ago. Uh, so the, the, how should I say, the a rising tide sort of raises all boats. Right, right. Uh, so the general usage, the general adoption of technology, the general comfort level with technology has increased a lot, which means you don't have to be very far ahead of the curve uh, to get your needs met. Today, even if you are just in line with what is current today, it meets most of your needs. True, true. Okay, now we've come to, uh, if, if you thought uh, the previous one was a little too heavy, we, we've come to the fun part. We have a little bit of a, a rapid fire round. Again, like I said, you are not going to win a car or a hamper. But I can promise you that if you're ever in Hyderabad, you'll get a chai and a biryani. That's an assured gift. I'll, I'll, I'll take the biryani, but I'll take a coffee instead of the chai. Then in that case, filter coffee from my house. Yes, filter coffee is one of my favorite uh, drinks. By the way, I must point out that I'm not a real techie. I'm just somebody who has... Uh, worked in other fields who has a passion for technology. So, you know, I'm not a coder. I just did a little bit of coding in, in, in college for my engineering degree, but I've never done coding for work. Uh, so I'm not a real techie in, in many sense, but I'll sure. try to answer okay. it. So these are, of course, these are, we have not started with the tech questions yet. 
I'm just going to fire up the first question. What phone do you carry? Android, iOS, what do you have? I use one of each. Uh, I, I use uh, both an iPhone as well as an Android. I think both have their advantages. Which Android phone, if I can ask? So my Android phone uh, has not been updated for a year. It's the OnePlus 5. That's a good one, yeah. Okay. Who's the most tech-savvy politician? You can't name yourself. If I don't name myself, uh, then I suppose uh, somebody like Rajiv Chandrasekhar is uh, quite tech-savvy. Oh, yeah, I bet. Okay. Who's the least tech-savvy? No, that's not a fair question. I it would be unnecessarily embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> There are too many. There are too many people in that uh, category for me to name. I, I thought. I thought I'll get. I'll, doesn't hurt to ask. Okay. Uh, okay. This one again. You can. Uh, I, I'm trying out my luck here. If your phone was hacked, who would you rather than the data go to? Your opposition or your wife? <laughs> no. If my phone was hacked, I'd rather it goes to my wife. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, I'd rather my phone was not hacked at all. <laughs> <laughs> we all okay what's your biggest grouse with smartphones is it battery life is it what, what do you hate the most uh you know my biggest grouse is not with the smartphones themselves but with the state of our uh, uh telecom system because you know we don't really have proper high speed connectivity everywhere even though there's been a lot of improvement uh uh every time i go outside the country i really experience what is true 4g now, in India, you experience 2-4G only in uh, certain parts of the metro city, but not all parts. In, De Urban, in, in yeah. Delhi itself, the 40-minute drive from my residence to the airport means I have connectivity only 10 minutes or 15 minutes. So about uh, 25 minutes, I have no connectivity, not even 2G. I mean, I, I struggle to even ha have a phone call on 2G, let alone uh, 3G or 4G connectivity. So my biggest grouse, my my biggest grouse is uh, is uh, external to the smartphone. But in the smartphones, uh, I, I would say battery life has become addressed quite a lot. For a few years, I used to carry mid-range Android phones simply because they had 5,000 mAh batteries. <laughs> uh, and uh, now, you know, most uh, the latest iPhones and the latest. Uh, high-end uh, Androids have pretty good battery life. And also you've got very light, slim power banks that you can carry along. Uh, but battery life used to be one of my biggest grouses. Nowadays, it's not so much. Okay. Uh, any game that you're addicted to, any mobile game which you find yourself playing, maybe not in parliament, but sometimes in the airport maybe? No. Uh, yes and no. I don't play any of the typical games, uh, but I do something that's related. So there is a program called Lumosity. Uh, Lumosity uh -huh. is a is a is a platform for mental exercises. To it's supposed to keep you sharp, improve your memory, uh, and you know practice your practice logic, practice uh, numbers, uh, practice uh, comprehension of sentences. Uh, so th they are all structured like games. So if uh -huh. I do that a uh, couple of times a week. So they are like games, but they actually are designed to keep you mentally alert. It's like it's like exercise for the brain. So we'll have a link to uh, the the app in our show notes. So anyone who's listening, if you want to download that game, would you recommend this, uh, Mr. Panda, Lumosity? 
Lumosity, yes. Now it's, uh, it's L-U-M-O-S-I-T-Y, Lumosity. Uh, it used to be free for a long time. Now it's sort of a freemium model where you get it's some limited access. Uh, no, no, it's a freemium. I think some parts of it are free. Basic, basic exercises are free. Beyond that, you have to have a subscription model. But it's very good. It's, uh, it's games and you enjoy playing them, but they serve a purpose. Each one has a specific purpose, whether it is uh, memory or numbers or words or cognition. It's, it's to basically, it's exercise for your brain. Okay. Now we are going to the final, the last five. These are the geek questions. So I'm just going to start off. Marshmallow, Nougat, Oreo, Pie. What am I talking about? Well, these are the, the uh, versions of Android. Perfect. Name two digital assistants. Um, Bixby and Siri. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Bixby. I've just given extra point to you to write for that. Uh, what's the latest version of, let's say, the Windows or Mac OS? I don't know which one you use. Uh, Mac, I think, isn't. Mac is 12. I stopped using Windows many years ago, so okay. I don't remember. No, and uh, what was the f- phone that became infamous a couple of years ago for its batteries blowing up? Oh, I had that phone. That was the Samsung Note 7. <laughs> you did? <laughs> for a frequent flyer, oh, I, I can imagine the number of times you would have been stopped. You know, I, I, that broke my heart because I was so happy with that phone. Uh, but they insisted I return it. I was, you know, every... Every model goes to iterations and a certain edition is superb. And that was really superb. I was so happy with it. I used it for hardly two months and then I had to turn it in. What a pity. Okay, the last one. This is, uh, how many characters does Twitter allow now? 20. Wow. Five on five. You're a certified geek, sir. <laughs> if you choose to accept the title and like I said, you. you burn a biryani and a filter coffee next time we're in Hyderabad. Look forward to it. Look forward to it. And uh, that's uh, it. Uh, do you just want to tell our readers about your book for, for a minute? Yes. So, you know, I have been a, a columnist and writer and I'm a very voracious reader. I read about 50 books a year, all nonfiction. I have, a, in fact, a Twitter feed dedicated to my reading and I it's called uh, Books Panda. Uh, so anybody who is, you know, wants to get quick updates on interesting books, that's a feed to go to. My book is, my, the book I've written is called Luckian's Maverick, Ground Realities, Hard Choices in Tomorrow's India. The launch is tomorrow. It's uh, just become available online on Amazon and Flipkart and will be in bookstores uh, from day after tomorrow onwards. Uh, do take a look at it. Thank you. And we'll have a link to the book uh, as well. So thank you so much for joining us, sir. And uh, we look forward to, uh, to, to more of you in, in 2019. And uh, we wish you a lot of success in 2019 in the upcoming elections as well. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks and bye-bye. So Vinayak, uh, Jay Panda must have surprised you with his uh, geek knowledge. Yeah, like, I was really surprised because even you were kind of, kind of skeptical if he was going to be I did, as I, good as he is. I, I did. In fact, I, I asked him at upfront before we started recording whether he would be okay for a tech interview, I mean, sorry, a tech quiz, a rapid fire one. I honestly expected him to avoid it, but he not only bravely, bravely took it on and aced it. I mean, yeah. knowing all the Android versions. Can we answer all those questions? I think. Thankfully, the question paper leak ho gaya, so I know the answers. <laughs> That's very unfair. So we hope you enjoyed the interview and every week we are going to have lots more uh, coming. Not necessarily interviews, you're going to be having a lot of new features. 
and if you want to watch somebody any of your favorite celebs or any of your any, anyone uh, you want to know the geek side of somebody you love let us know and we'll try to get them on air and find out the geek side of uh, people yeah. i'd love to know what phone katrina kaif uses and what's ranveer kapoor's favorite <laughs> phone or what is his favorite app or uh, whether virat kohli whether he's the iphone guy or he's a android guy so we'll hopefully we'll anyway <laughs> well hopefully we'll we'll get to know sometime now enough time with friendship yes yeah. we've had uh, in the past we've had uh, app picks mm-hmm. Vinay has had his app picks. I have every year. That's something which you guys uh, always tell us that you you like. Hmm. We thought 2019. Let's make it the year of enmity for this. Let's bring some fight. Okay. So <laughs> it's not just going to be app picks anymore. It's going to be a geek versus geek battle. Oh. So every week, Vinay and I are again going to have app picks. But this time, it's it's a battle for votes. So Vinay, after we uh, give out our app picks. we'll leave it to the folks on twitter and on email and whatsapp <laughs> let's see it's also the year of the polls also 2019 yeah. so let, let, let's get into election season what's your app pick okay so generally in order to maybe drive you all to my side uh, like i choose the app called imgur which is uh, generally a sharing app where you most of the people share their images on it but the important point here is that these images are first maybe seen here before it goes anywhere else because whatever goes on to reddit as an image goes here before that so if you want something where you can see like you can take your topic you can want look at uh, images on whatever like you want jokes you want some anything like you want tech everything is available over in this in this place so make sure you check out imgur it's a great app to waste your time actually <laughs> I hate to score a self goal, but yeah, I am I am Jur as a, or I am Gur as a, I, I like to call it. Like I am Jiu, I am Gur or whatever it is. Awesome one because if you are the kind of person, I mean, you are you always get the forwards on WhatsApp or you you see this really clever memes on Facebook or Twitter or wherever, and you always wonder where they start off. This is the place. So you if you get the I am Gur I am Gur app, I am Jiu, it's available both on iPhone and uh, Android. Yeah. And of course, it's also a website, so you can go to imgur.com. Yeah. I, I assume. So suppose you want to share somewhere, you can upload it to imgur and then copy the link from there also. Yeah, excellent. So yeah. imgur is the place to be for all your uh, all those viral content which yeah. you see. You see it there first, so that's what you can okay. really see. <laughs> After, unfortunately, I'm already having second thoughts on why I endorsed your app pick, but uh, here I go with mine. <laughs> My app pick for today is Tunnel Bear. He's supposed to be the non-geeker. <laughs> yeah, but it's just uh, surprising. You went with the social pick, and I'm going with the hardcore uh, geek one. So, Tunnel Pair is a VPN app, and if you're already fading out and wondering what the hell, I don't want to know what is a VPN. Also, yeah. Uh, let me put it this way: if you want, if you have a net- Netflix subscription, and you you really hate the fact that Netflix in US has more catalog than Netflix in India, install Tunnel Pair, select US as your VPN server. just click it it burrows through and it basically it gives you a us ip address hmm. and uh, as far as netflix is concerned or as far as any uh, services concerned you are in the country where you have uh, connected to your your vpn so you can connect to let's say us and immediately you will be able to access all the us catalog and again there are many sites which are uh, blocked in india i am not going to the details <laughs> of that you must have seen it in news so if you if you want to uh, access any sites or access any content which is uh, not uh, available in india use a vpn and uh, tunnelbear is one of the uh, well known uh, uh, well known vpn providers yes. 
and the free app i think gives you uh, up to 100 gb 500 mb starting with and you can tweet them out for additional 500 mb you can uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, spread the word and earn extra free uh, space so uh, of course vpn is a good thing not, not just to access content which uh, is not available to you but vpn is also used to protect your privacy so if you uh, if you have again read in the news about uh, the government snooping around and having access to uh, all your uh, stuff mm-hmm. and if you are feeling a little bit jittery about that you should consider a vpn solution so my pick is tunnel bear it's one of the best vpn solutions around and uh, i've tried it out it works with netflix which is which makes me happy yeah but i think netflix is always trying to find out what how you are actually trying to do don't, don't try to uh, water down my words <laughs> Don't listen to it. Right now, Netflix works, and we are going to have a Twitter poll. So, if you are, you know, if you want to waste your time with memes, do that. But if you want to spend quality, if you want to watch content, more Netflix where things you can't watch, go with it. If you want access to quality Netflix content not available in India, vote for me, yeah. and I promise to get you better, more fun apps next time. I around. think so. I'm going to be fun as soon as they open up the page, which I have. Uh, Like, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, we are not even going to go there. So that's pretty much our first episode. But before we go, any YouTube videos uh, on our channel which you want to plug? Some in, in I don't know. Like if you all are actually following our YouTube channel, then you must have seen all those VR uh, uh, videos that I have actually uploaded recently. If you have not checked it out, that's something which you should be looking at. Uh, if if you have not checked it out, that's something you should be looking at. So Vinayak has a. Uh, his uh, you know vr uh, videos come yeah. what you've got three up right now uh, i got uh, two videos are quality and i have the one video on how to set up the htc vive amazing i mean uh, i have fun just looking at it and uh, i can't wait to get to his house and try out the htc vive yeah. so these are uh, uh, he's going to have he has a whole series of vr videos planned and you can stay tuned for lot more so those are the video, uh, videos on our youtube channel and you find them on uh, search for talking stuff net and that's yeah. the easiest way to find it or you can visit us at talkingstuff.net and it links to your our youtube and if you like this podcast you might also like our other podcast which is attention plus podcast so it's available wherever this one is search for attention plus attention p l i s s and we have arna bre uh, talking about politics about cricket about entertainment and we've got wonderful guests there as well so tune into that yeah whatsapp you can reach us to, <laughs> before we end you can reach us to, to us uh, ask us your tech, tech questions hmm. we have the resident geek so uh, we'll feature you on whatsapp ask the geeks sorry yeah. <laughs> we'll feature you on ask the geeks our whatsapp number is uh, 9652578833 and if you do check your keypad you'll see that it means it reads 96525 stuff s t u f f so that's 96525 7883 send in voice messages send in your messages asking any tech questions and letting me know that you you, uh, you love my pick and you can let vinayak know how much i am you are sad and <laughs> no nah, i'm just kidding vote uh, vote for your favorite app and uh, we'll see you next time around yep thanks and uh, bye bye see you bye